This is Lost in the Groove. And I'm Mike. I'm Dave. We hippies have come together to spark change. So together, we give you our society and culture podcast. So with that, let's get funky and let the intro music play, baby. So topic is so topic is ketamine. Yeah, uh, this is what we're covering, and uh, <clears throat> we're also Mike. We also have a special guest that is back. Uh, we got Eli. Eli, thank hey. you so much for coming back to our Lost in the Groove podcast. And uh, without further ado, let's start and have fun. Happy to be here again. <laughs> Great to have you. So. Yeah. Um, so I think we we're before we started recording, we were talking a little bit about ketamine with creative process. So do we want to kind of jump into that and elaborate a little bit? Yeah. Hello. I'm here. Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a great way to start. It's a good way to get funky and frisky. Ooh, la la. And, uh, a great way to open up about ketamine because I think uh, I think that's an important thing people would want to know. Yeah. Is uh, what exactly is ketamine? Let's kind of so, break this down. So ketamine is a um, it, it is a it's a tranquilizer. It's an animal tranquilizer that is um, initially that somehow became a party drug but then people and and also was used for humans as well when they had like traumatic injuries and things but i think somehow it became a drug where people were like wow this is really like trippy and interesting and weird and because it kind of it disassociates you but it does it in a way that's actually like very healing and not like frightening and not um uh jarring uh or it's jarring but it's not like um it's not damaging i guess psychologically um and so right now people are there there are like ketamine clinics um that are popping up in uh, la and different parts of california that are actually creating like treatment plans for people who have like uh ptsd and like other kinds of like uh like traumatic experiences anxiety uh, emotional issues depression things like that it's really good for treating that stuff because it kind of like helps you sort of separate from yourself um and like I like to call this like reintegration, like re like, like uh, traumatic experiences or negative experiences or parts of yourself or things that you're disconnected from that kind of like might chase you in your life. You're able to like disengage enough from those emotionally that you're also able to um, integrate them into how you understand life now. And it kind of helps you balance yourself out. So it's a... <clears throat> I mean, it, it makes total sense. I mean, when yeah. you when you take PTSD, uh, I've had PTSD for quite some time. I, I I grew up in a pretty toxic environment. Uh, the community I grew up with and, and <coughs> all that. PTSD, for me personally, is where <coughs> you're kind of glued to this point that is so unhealthy it's yeah. just disgusting and dirty it's like kind of like you have a band-aid that's just like glued onto your body and you just 
it just doesn't come off. Uh, yeah. And it affects a lot of your like way of moving through the world, interacting with others, like, and you, you end up creating all these sort of defense mechanisms and walls that are based on like your trauma responses and how you process that trauma initially and how you've not been able to kind of like address that trauma. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy because trauma is so powerful. I mean, trauma yeah. is more powerful than, than fear. I, I think trauma is one of those things that if you're able to tap into really well, you're able to control. And I think this is also where the whole thing goes into ketamine, where people are terrified and scared. I mean, you know, we were kind of covering, this is what we're kind of doing here is people are like, well, how do I know that it's not going to damage, damage me? How do I, but those are the wrong questions to ask. Yeah. I think the, I think the right questions to ask is, First of all, what the hell is it? That's one. <laughs> Two, what the hell does it do for you? And number three is, is it a personal or a personal experience where it's different for each person? I don't think so. I think for ketamine, it's pretty much the same for every single person. But the same way that certain dosages work for some and certain dosages don't work for others and certain experiences yeah. are different than for some and different to others – is the same thing. So you got a little yeah. shimmy, got a little shimmy yay, shimmy yay, yay. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah, and I, I think that like okay, so with with uh, how it's so yeah, I think that what like sorry, it's a glasses moment. I totally get it. <laughs> yes. Um, no, I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out how to exactly say this right because I feel like I don't want to do uh, the substance like a disservice because I think it's extremely helpful. So the thing is, I I think what it allows you to do is like, so I want to address trauma first, and then we can kind of go into the other parts. So with with trauma, I think what it does, it, it like it helps you kind of go into your like subconscious and a lot of memories that are sort of locked up, and you're able to kind of process them and understand them things you haven't thought about in years sometimes decades and just kind of understand and digest them in a way where you're not really it's not like a psychedelic experience where it's like wow this is all new information everything is one it's like it, it's a different kind of like subconscious work and it allows you to kind of like take the parts that hurt you when you were young understand them like look at them and then figure out what serves you and what doesn't in each part um, what it does, it, um, it is often, I think, misused because people kind of don't, you don't know your dosage is very potent. And so people have different sensitivity levels to it. So if you have like a high sensitivity or a uh, uh, low sensitivity to it, you might go into like what people call, uh, call like a K-hole. And that's why I think it gets kind of a bad rap. Um, because when that happens, like you people, you see people kind of like lose consciousness at a party or something, be non-responsive. And that's not really like, I don't think that's necessarily responsible usage of it because that's not really what it's for. It's for kind of creating uh, like intimate connections and understanding. And so I think like a group of trusted people or like by yourself with a, a close friend or a partner or something or something somebody that you like that understands you already like and going into that space where you're able to kind of like reassess and understand yourself and how you interact with the world 
it helps you kind of understand your body in a different way. Um, it helps you kind of understand, like, connect with yourself again, I guess. Um, because it kind of clears away a lot of the anxiety and normal stuff that you normal that you would have day to day. And so you'll have a lot of people having these really kind of like deep, intimate conversations and be like, wow, I don't understand how I'm having this conversation because it's like suddenly you're opening up in a different way. You're not fighting yourself. You're not guarded. It's a disassociative. So I think what it does is it kind of it, it takes down your guards and it allows you to like. Yeah, I, I mean, <clears throat> we've seen this before, uh, those headlines that read that, you know, people have overdosed and died <clears throat> from psychedelics. Yeah, I've done some research and I am not going to say who, but I've, I've had experiences. I've had I had a friend when I was in high school. She overdosed on acid. Now, yeah, it wasn't because it was acid, pure acid. It was because it was laced with heroin and, and doses of fentanyl. Now, yes. <clears throat> do they bother to mention that in any articles? No, no. no, they never do. And majority of the time, these people are getting this on the streets. You don't know it's laced with fentanyl. Right. You know, if, so why don't people take that into account? That is something to consider. Is that like, if a person is experiencing a really bad situation, maybe because it's laced. It's, it's, it's often laced. And that's, that is something you do have to be very careful with, with ketamine. Um, if you're not, not getting it through like a clinic is because there's a lot of like dirty stuff out there. And, and right now there is kind of a, like, there's like an epidemic of people overdosing on it. And it's not because it's ketamine. It's because it's not ketamine. It's fentanyl laced ketamine, or it's something else laced ketamine. And it's like, it's just, they're using it as like a filler and it just, it like messes with the, like, it messes with your whole like inner like circulatory system and everything. And it can, it can actually just kill you pretty easily. So that's what you end up hearing about with like ketamine overdoses. A lot of the time um, it's by itself, it is a, it's a tranquilizer. So it doesn't have like, I think it is possible to do too much of it, but it's also something that is meant to sedate. It's not meant to knock to like, end any yeah. but you know does yeah, that make like, sense to, to, yeah to, to be so intense that it would actually um have somebody uh knock out be unconscious for a while or just just collapse straight to the ground it makes sense as a chemical i was doing some brief reading about it and um you use the word disassociative and yeah. um believe it or not in some of the in some of the more uh basic responses of what uh the google feed gives us is pretty much that in the first sentence that it's um it is a tranquilizer it is to sedate and um it has disassociative effects and then it uh it does go on to um mention uh that it is being used widely for other purposes so there's of course its original purpose and it made me wonder um like originally you had mentioned it is uh for animals an animal tranquilizer yeah um i'm wondering if at some point were they able to kind of reformulate and find uses for humans if it's not or is it the same exact formula um any, I, any, I, think they have, I think they have ones that are is just for humans now um i, I think they have it for different creatures um based on like body weight density things like that but yeah. it is <clears throat> to my understanding of it 
I mean, um, I'm not a chemist or anything. So I, I like, I can't, I know a little bit about that stuff, but I don't, there, there are people who understand the, um, the chemistry of it in a way that I don't, I kind of understand it on like an esoteric and like what I've, when I've asked people and that understanding of it, but there are different kinds of it and it is, uh, for different, um, creatures. And there, there is stuff for, that's for humans where like, when you have like a traumatic break or something, uh, in your body, they'll sometimes use ketamine. Sometimes it is also used, um, by people who don't understand it at all to sedate people in police situations. And that has, uh, ended in death before, because like when wow. it's, that's the thing it's, it's a, it's a, it's a substance that when it's used correctly, it's wonderful, but when it's used incorrectly or by the, by people who don't know how to use it, it can be, it can have some very like, dangerous outcomes right yeah. <clears throat> or just yeah uh, just fatal straight up just fatal yeah is what it straight up fatal. Like. you have to go into it with like we have to go into it like with the respect for it oh naturally yeah, yeah i think yeah i think all people should have that uh that respect uh come with the respect thing first if they're going to be trying stuff like this is uh if you don't know it's uh it's better to to be more cautious but uh curious like um, in your experience, what do you yeah. think, uh, the, like formula wise, you might be getting? Um, would somebody get this from a lab? And uh, and if so, yeah. like, um, is it what through prescription? I um, I mean, there are that you can do it that way. So I think the safest okay. way to do it these days is to do it through the the laboratories. Is to do it through. Um, like uh, the ketamine clinics, because you can like, I, so I haven't, I haven't gone that route myself, but I, um, I know people who have, and there are actual doctors who are administering it to you and they're kind of guiding you through the experience and it's done intramuscular and it's done to treat like severe depression, PTSD. And that's kind of like how it starts, but then there are other, they're starting to come out with like lozenges of it and things. So it's kind of like, you know, less, in like, like a healthier way doses. Of, yeah. 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 In ways where it's like a healthier way of ingesting it than like the ways that it's existed before. Um, but kind of still has a similar effect of like the antidepressant aspect or like the, uh, like PTSD help, like the help with PTSD. So there are, they're trying to find different, I think they're trying to find different ways to do it. It's also like, it's getting, it's getting pretty close to legal, I think out here. Um, I think because there's so many laboratories that are, working with it right now like I've, you can, yeah, you can i've just seen it drive. too yeah yeah it's yeah. like you'll it's, drive on the freeway and there's like advertisements for it it's yeah so, it's pretty crazy it's so wild crazy. yeah yeah <laughs> it's 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 so strange because when i was uh when i was in israel so uh, fun fact they actually use ketamine uh for animals like for cats and dogs yeah uh, when they're doing surgery <clears throat> so twixie which is my little my little fur ball. I've had her for three years. When I got her fixed, they actually used ketamine as a tranquilizer. Yeah. And when it completely wore off, now remember, this is severe surgery. Like this is not like you know this. She's a female. She was she was great. Yeah. She did really really well after two or three days. Uh, they don't really do that here in the United States. I don't think they use ketamine as a tranquilizer for like surgeries for pets, but maybe they can't charge enough on the insurance. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I think it is kind of pricey. <laughs> yeah. But it was, you know, something like I can say personally for myself, <clears throat> like even my own pet 
is is doing well. She never had any kind of internal bleeding problems, never had any bladder problems, which sometimes can happen from getting them fixed. So it it, it is kind of a, where you get it, how you're getting it. Uh, you know, kind of the same thing, like, do you want to put a dirty toothbrush in your mouth? Sometimes. Like, Okay, I don't know about you, Mike, but I don't want a dirty <laughs> toothbrush in my mouth. So you could kind of say the same thing over here is like, if this is something that could help people, if this is something that yes. can do wonders for people. Definitely. Spending the extra money, spending the time and research yeah. and also going to the right places make the most sense because... I think definitely. Yeah, if people are if people are curious about it, I would absolutely go about it. Um, like If you've never done it, like go about it through like trying to contact a clinic with it, because I think that's the most like responsible way that you could actually do it. And you don't have as you have no risk factor really be, like, because they do every, they set it up for you. So that's the safest possible container. It can be you're with sounds, medical professionals doing it. So. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds lovely. Honestly, yeah. as I think about <laughs> it, I'm like, you know, just pay them a few hundred bucks, walk in. Yeah. Sit in a chair, let them, Pump me up. Oh, that's your favorite, Mike. It's your favorite. You want both arms. Got to put both arms out. <laughs> Inject me. No. It's uh it's it's cool that it's working. Um just all of these things that we've talked about already just in the the handful of weeks. Uh it's all of it seems to be helping people and it's a yeah. good step forward. Um you know, you you were talking more uh when we first began some of the um, the other aspects that uh, it's showing good and and positive results for um, the the inner connection or the outer connection of yeah. people and and um, I wonder I wonder if this is something that may even uh, at some point uh, have you seen people like mar- marital mar- uh, marital issues get solved this way or heard of any relationship cases. Yeah, yeah relationship issues for sure i think because you i mean i've i've experienced this myself like because you you are able to understand the person in a different way because it kind of a lot of the walls that you would put up normally or like the like the ways that like we our brain routes our way of um like defending itself like that kind of fades away. So you're able to understand pe- uh, your partner or your friends or whatever on a kind of more fundamental level and just appreciate it and appreciate them. It kind of like melts together, I guess. That's beautiful. It's, uh, yeah. it is, I, it's just, it's so painful and so hard when two people or even friends, they, I've had this before. I, I've had friends that were fighting over complete nonsense and to be able to open up your mind to realize that we've been friends for six years. Why yeah. the hell are we fighting over this pure stupidity? Eye-openers. Right. People, people are so scared of the eye-opener. You know, like, man, yeah. just chill, bro. Like, it's not going to kill you. It's not going to kill yeah, you to they, open up your they, mind. They don't know that. But the, the, the main fear is that it might... Um, might hurt their feelings. Oh, right. And that. Well, and, and, do you need and, a Kleenex? You'd be, surprised. you'd be surprised how many people are uh, um, really just uh, when when they sense something of that nature, they just mm-hmm. turn around, go the opposite direction. Like I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to think yeah. about this. 
No. This, this reveals too much. Well, absolutely. And so many people have like their whole identities and their whole lives like based on uh, the idea they have of themselves. And I think that when you start to explore what yourself is, who you are, hopes and dreams, all of that kind of stuff, and especially in a sort of psychedelic way with ketamine or other things as well, um, you end up often not started, ending up where you started. And I think that for a lot of people, they've created such a life for themselves based on what they think they're supposed to be doing. So it can be very frightening for them to kind of open up and like do something that jogs you out of that sense of reality. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I, I totally agree. I mean, we live in a reality where depression, anxiety are at all time highs. And I've run into this problem too. It's the antidepressants. And I don't like antidepressants. I think for some people it can cause more damage than harm. Some people it can help. But yeah. Why can't we use something else besides a pill? What is it always? Why is our answer to fixing problems always a bloody pill? You know I, the answer to that. Come I, on, I know the answer to that is, but like, it, have a permanent yeah. to fix something permanently. You can't just put over a piece of scotch tape over a giant hole and call it a day. You have to be able to fill in that hole and seal it. You know what I'm talking about. You know when you're doing art and you have a crack piece, you got to put the bondo <laughs> on there and you got to sand it out real nice and repaint it and refinish it. You know, yeah. you're not, you got to do all that work. And it's like a pill ain't going to fix it, man. <laughs> ain't going to fix it. No. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. It's true. Um, and I think a lot of the time, yeah, it can be, those are, I mean, they're helpful for some people. And I don't want to discredit that because I know a lot of people that oh, they yeah. are very, like, they've oh, changed their lives. But, but at the same time though, I myself like have never been on one and I've found, I have always done kind of more like psychedelic and like art. And, um, that for me has been what has healed me and what I've like, how I've been able to heal myself is by going into those spaces and rather than having those spaces hurt me, turning them into something beautiful. And like, I, that's what I do with my art. That's what I do with uh, my interactive art pieces. That's what I, I try to do in general, which is, is kind of just kind of go help people go through experiences that might have hurt them and might frighten them or whatever, and like share it and then kind of like let it go. And um, I think that with, I think that ketamine specifically for me has been the most helpful in terms of doing that and getting into the right headspace to be able to do that. Um, I think that I have become a much more comfortable person in my life since I first tried it. Um, it's kind of, it is kind of a life-changing drug in a lot of ways um, because it, it does have, it has so many therapeutic components to it. And when you have a lot of like, especially sort of generational trauma, these are things that it can be really hard to even figure out how to discuss with people in a traditional therapy sense or to even close people sometimes. But with this, it kind of helps you understand it yourself and then you can explain it to people. And there's a way where you kind of melt with each other and are able to understand it. Have a bigger I think that's what, uh, that's what the world can use right now more than ever is just a little more understanding and, and uh, tolerance we might be actually get along and uh, you know this could uh, 
this could very well be that beginning of kind of uh, changing people's um, people's overall kind of behavior. Um, might take a a century, but yeah, it's it's a start. It's a new um, dawn. A lot of what you're describing is positive. I mean, yeah. um, the the negatives seem to be um, little or non-existent if you're responsible. Um, I guess it's all about being responsible. And this is one, and I really do want to stress this is this is one that can be very dangerous when used irresponsibly. Um, like, and it's used irresponsibly by a lot of people who just don't like know what it is know where they're getting it from like and or like don't go into it with a bit of a reverence and like this is a discovery we're going to go on a journey like it, it can be something that can really hurt you if you don't do it in a way where you're respecting it and right. where you're making sure that you're getting it in the best like from like in the best cleanest way possible right there's Absolutely. Yeah. yeah those are yeah. all musts uh, I'd say for any, uh, for any substance that we've talked to, uh, talked about yeah. up to date, you know, it's a must for all of it. And, uh, being responsible is, um, really up to the person. And I think generally a lot of people interested in, uh, like substances of this kind, chemicals of this kind are, uh, usually curious, thoughtful individuals. It's rare. It ends up, um, at least that I know of rare, rare that it ends up in the hands of people who aren't, um, capable of handling it but then again we'd we'd probably see more cases if it was so uh dire such a dire situation um and even more so we're seeing like the 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 clinics that's a that's a huge step up i wonder um the safety and efficacy uh and like the lab reporting of all these um facilities like what that's going to look like too I mean, yeah, um, that's really interesting. Yeah. What, and what, what, like what other, how, how it's regulated and everything too. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like it's going to be like how weed was. Cause I think that people are realizing that it's helpful in the same way that weed is helpful, but in a different way. Like, I think that like. All, psychoded- diff- all, yeah. all psychedelics are helpful. Uh, oh, all, of course. Yeah. They're all helpful in different ways. I think a good turn would be to, we were talking about this earlier. <clears throat> it's artwork. Yes. Uh, yes. <clears throat> One important key in kind of the discussion with psychedelics is the psychedelic art world itself and how each drug or substance or uh, magic potion, uh, if this was uh, 88 with Michael Jackson, uh, and having a different perspective, a different way of visuals, and then kind of creating art from there. In, in your own view, what kind of artwork develops from ketamine? Um, it's kind of like your mind can just really go in whatever direction it goes and you will end up seeing some really interesting stuff. Like it's some of it is it, there's a lot. I feel like for me, it's a lot of like furry walls. It's a lot of like uh, shapes I've never seen before that I want to create sculpturally. It's a lot of a uh, whole experience experiences I want to create like like going to different little worlds um and so it's for me I mean I'm also like an installation artist but it's for me it's very much like um an immersive experience where you're kind of traveling through like these different mental tunnels and just going it's like it's like um it's like dreaming or like astral projection kind of but like (laughs) in a way where like something is taking you there um and you're able to just kind of 
sometimes be a bystander. You're not really participating in whatever you see, but you see things that you wouldn't necessarily think of. And they'll come to you. Sometimes a, a specific image will come to you. Sometimes like for me, I, I will get like a whole image that I've never seen or drawn or like, like thought of in my waking life. And then sometimes I will like come, I will think through a concept that I've been working on and understand where I'm trying to go with it. Um, or like a deeper meaning to what I'm creating and why I'm creating it. Yeah, I, it's it's just kind of crazy to be in your own mind space. It's uh, yeah, and and going through. I I've seen that before. I've you know I've had very limited experience with ketamine, but the the shapes, there are shapes. <clears throat> There's one shape that I I just have an insanity for, and it's squiggles. <sighs> I I just have this. I just like squiggles like these weird loopy lines that just go in a thousand different directions and they just curve and get smaller and larger uh and the way i see it is kind of um a map a map of a piece that expresses different sizes different roots and more importantly life yeah life going in in different ways I guess that that is what it is when you're dealing with psychedelic art and when you're talking about ketamine. It's it's unique. It's new. It's obelisk, as we yeah. as I like to say. <laughs> <laughs> and it's different ways of like feeling your relationship with your blood or your bones as well it's like um if you like if you kind of meditate with it it's like a different way of understanding how the body works and that i think helps you kind of for me it helps me understand the kind of flow i need for the paintings that i make and the spaces that i create and the trust that i have of myself um it helps me kind of get into my body in a way where i'm able to move in whatever space I'm altering in a way that I need to, to be able to make the environment that I'm trying to create. Wow. <laughs> it's wow. a lot of uh, stapling material to larger structures and then creating uh, small immersive environments inside. <laughs> that sounds, uh, yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. Um, if we're talking large structures and, yeah, yeah that, I mean that that's that this is this is what I do like professionally. Um wow. yeah, this is what I do my, with my whole that's life. So um cool. yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm an artist professionally. And um I work I work in the film industry, I work in uh, I do like music videos and commercials and I like short films and things, but I also do um a lot of my own content and my own art that is all like purely just my my ideas. And I'm leaning, I lean more towards that these days, but I also really do enjoy like the process of creating things in like in film and for, uh, for film, because I've, I've always been very inspired by film in general and just like the way like storytelling through like a film narrative. So I love being able to create these environments with other people where actors act in them and then people get to see this whole thing that you, that you created. Um, but I think, more than that, e more than that, even I love creating environments that people can actually literally go inside of, and so that's 
lot. That's what I do. Like I, that's what I did. I, I, I uh, co-hosted a, an event last night and I had um, one room that I fully turned into my art installation, which is an ongoing installation I have called Rat Palace USA. And um, that's rat, not rap, um, R-A-T, like little critters. And um, little I, yeah, <laughs> like my pet rat, um, they're in their cage today. But I like, yeah, so I will kind of, I work with the space itself and mold the space to what I like. Like, it's not, it's hard to, it, I'm not changing the space in a way that's like, clear cut. I'm working with the space and kind of letting it guide me as I'm guiding it, if that makes sense. Um, it's like a relationship to what I'm trying to create as an experience. And I feel like ketamine has really helped me with that because a lot of the time I'll be thinking about something I want to create. And if I do, like, if I, you know, like do some ketamine or whatever, like I'll be able to kind of solve whatever creative solution or problem I'm having. And I can kind of be like, oh, this is how I'm supposed to do this part. This is what this part's going to become later on. This is where I go with this concept of whatever I'm doing. And so it kind of like helps me think of things in a very like larger strategic way so that I can then go to these spaces that I convert and fully work within them. So is it, um, is that your like number one go-to? Um, do you, do you like experimenting with anything else to, to kind of stimulate that same creative, um, um, I guess, insight? Yes. Well, when I, when I, when I'll like, when I'll create events, I do enjoy like, like, uh, acid is great. Um, or like mushrooms, like things like more traditional psychedelics, because I feel like those are really good for the, um, like movement of crowd and understanding the energy flow of people. And so watching and watching people move through an event or through a party and like interacting with them and interacting with a lot of different people, um, especially if you also like, you know, are cur- uh, creating and like curating the experience for people um, at like psychedelics can be really cool in terms of just kind of gauging different people's energy and being able to like create like a, a balanced experience for people. Um, but while I'm creating things, I don't feel like I get the same precision. Um, I, it's, it's like a lot of what I do requires precision. And I think that I feel like um, when I do other psychedelics, I don't necessarily want to work on my physical art because it's physically taxing. And also um, I need to be very fine tuned. And sometimes like other psychedelics will make you like, you know, shake or something or kind of like have more of a physical response a little bit that's that's really interesting it you know here's a stupid question maybe because i'm just a we love stupid questions we like the dumbest questions you've got (laughs) go for it but you know um for ketamine to land in the category of psychedelics i mean um so there's kind of a suggestion there Are, are are there visuals um not with your eyes open, <laughs> if really? that makes sense. Yeah, like oh, with, with your but eyes they, open, you don't really see, it, it's not, you see everything that's here. You don't see anything that's not here with your eyes open. But, but that's but mostly, so then, mostly eyes, physical then. If your eyes are open, the effect is just physical. It kind of distorts reality. It kind of makes you feel like you're in like a Charlie Kaufman <laughs> film in some ways, but like, but like happier. 
happier is good. (laughs) The thing, though, Mike, is um, ayahuasca, which we're going to be covering in this season, too. Yeah. If your eyes are open through an ayahuasca experience, you won't be it won't do anything to you. You physically have to brain has to be turned off. You got to be in a deep sleep, deep sleep, and your subconscious has to be turned on. So it's not you're not it's not a, a physical visual. It's a wow. mental visual when yeah. you're dealing with ayahuasca. So I think Eli's right. Ketamine, ketamine is that way. I guess it's different than ayahuasca, but yeah, I guess you could then consider it to be a psychedelic because it. I it's think inner it, journeying. It's inner right. journeying. Yeah. It's inner. It's your. It's it's journeying into your like into your mind, and so uh, you don't necessarily see different things. But you, in in your like third eye, you see different things. Like internally, you see different things. Like in like dream space, in like memory space, like that sort of space where things live inside of yourself, and you can like call upon a memory or like a project or something, a moment that you felt a certain way. Um, this sort of like liminal space, I guess. Um, like that's where it that's kind of where you see things quote unquote, but it's not really visual the way that psychedelics are visual where they distort things. I, I was looking this up. Uh, I, I, I know people love Pink Floyd. I love Pink Floyd too. They had <laughs> there, there was a song that they wrote, which is called Hey You. I've listened yeah. to this song maybe a dozen times and thinking about this, this reminds me a lot of ketamine. I have it like up over here and even in the beginning of the lyrics, he says, hey, you out there in the cold, getting lonely, getting old, can you feel me? Yeah. And going back to this, Eli, in a way, ketamine is a physical experience more than anything else. It's, you know, visual. I think also visuals are always important, but... Well, it's a physical and it's like a mental, emotional, spiritual experience, but it's not a visual experience. Yeah, that's why that's why I was uh, that's why I felt like, hey, this is probably a stupid question to ask. But I was, you know, I was curious from uh, from somebody's like point of view. So if the eyes uh, have to be closed, I mean, that's one experience. If the eyes have to be open, that's another experience. But uh, all of it's still kind of. um, uh, really getting back to the core that you were saying just more yeah. of an uh, more of an inner connection and um the with the deep mind uh you know anything else that um you feel like would be important for people to know about uh about this interesting um chemical or if it's uh maybe drug i mean what would we call it is it a chemical or is it a drug magic potion maybe we can call it that experience it's an experience (laughs) Um, experience i like that um yeah i think just like go at it to kind of understand aspects of yourself but not in the same way that you would psychedelics understanding rather than feeling the interconnectedness of everything that you feel on psychedelics more the how and why of who you are as a person and what you're what you do what like what you're here for it kind of helps you center on that space more 
this, like a little bit more clarity, like, like, um, uh, like your not vision in terms of like what you see, but like more vision in terms of what you want to create in the world. It helps you kind of dissect, like, uh, understand what you're trying to do, what you're working for. So I guess for some people, it'd be finding your inner hippie, you know, the little, the little <laughs> revolutionist is about yay big. And he's screaming yes. and he's like, you little fucker, open up your eyes, man. You know, <laughs> and you could finally, finally hear him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. And it's like for, for some people, you know, it's things that they buried since childhood and it's not like traumatic events that surface. It's just like memories of, you know, sometimes it could be that as well, but it's also just like, it's like ways that you moved a certain way or like um how like a, th a thought that you thought or something that kind of just like it just it pulls things up so you wouldn't have thought that in some way formed you and you're able to kind of like reintegrate that into who you are and be like oh this makes sense it's a, it's it's very much an oh this makes sense kind of drug but also in a way that that is funny because it also very much confuses you in terms of this reality like so like it's it's harder to someone who's on ketamine it's hard to have a like clear a to b kind of conversation because they're in their head but in their head it's an oh this makes sense conversation it's the conversation with yourself yeah uh, and many of us should have that conversation i mean with or without i mean um yeah. made, made me wonder exactly like let's um how would how would one go about taking something like this so if you're going to a if you're going to a lab is it injected and then if if it's like in, there are different in ways or, that people, yeah. oral options um they are so like in when it's a uh when it's a party drug it's a powder when it's a um when it's a laboratory drug it's uh it's a liquid and that's how it comes naturally it's a liquid um and then i think they're turning they're 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 working on infusing it into things Ooh. which is very cool ketamine, like, like, uh, ketamine infused brownies with caramel and chocolate chips and and mac oh and pecans <laughs> and pecans. Yeah, well, well ways that are safer, ways that are safer to do it than like how it's been experienced as a as more of a recreational thing. But because, it can, yeah. But, but it can be. Uh, I just, just I was joking about that, but uh, on a serious note, can it be infused into food? Like for example, uh, I have heard about gummies. Interesting. Yes. So I don't know how that works exactly because it, they'd have to do something different to the, I don't think you can, if you eat it, it doesn't work. It has to be a different way that is it's put inside. So I don't actually understand how a gummy would work, but I've heard that they work quite well. So I'm curious. I'm. Yeah, that is curious. I mean, yeah, maybe I know. It's, it seems very interesting. Maybe, um, maybe yeah. one way would be where it has a very ingredient there that's very absorbent. Because, yeah. if, for example, if it's able to attach to your inner tissue and then go into your blood, you know, into your nervous system as well as um, <clears throat> uh, not nerves. What's the other ones? The one that uh, the thing that connects your brain to the spine. Uh, what, do you, what do you call those? Uh, uh, veins. Yeah. <laughs> veins. Veins. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, if it had, if it had something that like adapted it to, yeah, to digest and absorb into your, uh, like circulatory system, 
I guess that would like an enzyme or something that helped synthesize it as more of a food, I guess, is that's probably how they're doing it. Again, not a chemist. So that's just my understand. I, a little bit of understanding about chemistry. Yeah, this is uh, this this is from yeah. our high school chemistry. Me almost destroying the entire class with one vial. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah. Before uh, before we wrap up, uh, yeah. I know we did this the last episode. I think it'd be a good way for you to introduce yourself again. Uh, sure. We're gonna have your links in the description, of course. Anybody can go find you and give you some love. Yeah, but- yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and especially like I will be, I will be. Lunch. So yeah, I'm going to talk a little bit about it in a slightly different way than I did last time because things have solidified a bit more even since last time we talked. So I'm um, so I'm Eli Narat. I am a multimedia artist. I am um, a visual and immersive artist, and I work in the film industry. And I also work in doing my own um, events and uh, immersive experiences. Um, I work in collaboration with a lot of other wonderful people as well. And um, I am going to be launching a um, my own company that's basically doing everything that I do, but where I can create a crew doing it um, is called Creative Degenerates. Does not have anything out publicly yet, um, but it's going to soon. Um, uh, it'll be sometime in early 2022. But as for now, you can find me on um, Instagram, uh, Eli Somebody, E L I S O M E B U N N Y. And then there's, I have a couple other art, like art pages on Instagram as well, but that's my primary one. And you can kind of follow me and I always update my art on that as well. And then I have um, a TikTok, which is the same, the same handle, Eli Some Money. Uh, yeah. So check me out. Uh, hit me up, message me if you have any questions about anything and want to have a conversation. I love meeting people and talking about uh, art and psychedelics and all different kinds of things. And uh, hopefully... Hopefully this is not the last time we see you. Hopefully we can bring you on again. I hope and, so. That would be great. Yeah. Have more shenanigans. Have yes. more conversations. Yes. And, hopefully uh, with a little bit more time next time. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> Sorry, right. this has been a little bit rushed. But yeah, this has been wonderful. You guys are great. And I'm so happy that you're doing what you're doing with this. I think this is the kind of education that needs to be out there about this kind of world. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you. Thank you for thinking so. That's uh, we'd li- we'd like to have a positive impact in some way, and so hopefully we're achieving that. I think you could, yeah. I I, I really I think you, I think you could. I think yeah, just having people who are talking about things in an editorial way, as well as like a scientific and you know experiential way, I think can help people who haven't experienced these things understand that they're not these big scary things. They're just tools, and they're not alone yeah. either. Yeah. No. Right. Because we yeah. went through them for the same exact reasons many people uh, go through in their lives. We we experienced them too. We're all people, uh, yeah. except yeah. for those of us who took the leap. Um, it's you know if there weren't any other options, it's kind of like I'm gonna do this. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see where uh, where things go. So and it's cool. Thank you for coming on. You're, you're always absolutely. awesome and so Thanks much so fun. Much always <laughs> um I, I look forward to next time so have a lovely evening and um uh i'm gonna pop off now all right awesome. take good care all right guys we have reached that time in our podcast this has been great it has been fun and we got lost in the groove so stay tuned every tuesday be sure to check out a new episode of lost in the groove 
premieres about 2 a.m. in the morning, and our other channels, Sham Bam with Mike and Dave, which is our Patreon podcast, and our extra special, The Shindig Variety Show, our YouTube podcast. Links will be down in the description box, so you can vote for what topic we cover next season. And what other kind of content or new ideas and stuff we have to offer. Thank you guys so much for watching. Catch you guys in the next one. Peace.